and welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Loki. This is episode four of season one, Nexus Event, written by Eric Martin, directed by Kate Heron. When scoring this episode, I had to give it a 7.9 out of 10. There are some interesting developments that are occurring, however... There are some others that are rather puzzling. (laughs) Um, Definitely some shocks in this episode. Some more than others, depending on what your knowledge is of the comics and the timekeepers, so on and so forth. I think my biggest issue is this developing... um, Are we calling it romantic? (laughs) Uh, Interpersonal relationship between Sylvie and Loki. I don't know. It feels rushed. The entire thing feels rushed. They just did not organically unfold the way I expected it to. Again, this is just my own critique. I mean, if you're a Sylvie Loki fan, this was definitely the episode for you. I just want more of what's happening outside versus these, like, you can continue a plot. And I know COVID, (laughs) it was a thing, right? But I do, I will say, I am missing a little bit of the momentum that I got from the first episode. Thus, my brain is spending more time on some of these smaller aspects that could be insignificant and minuscule to the audience at large. But I find myself contemplating on them, which kind of drags down the episode. And as we get in the recap, we'll touch on those few things. We see Sylvie being taken away by then, because it starts off with a flashback, Hunter Ravona. So Ravona has become, in my humble opinion, the most interesting character in the show thus far, just based on where she is and what she knows. Because if she was a hunter at some point, that means that she was a human, like everyone else. That was a variant. That is a pretty big leap from knowing you're a variant to all of a sudden being the keepers of the secret. Who is she working for? Is she working for someone? Is she being coerced? I think that calling her a villain is a little too uh, too soon. It's a little jump in the gun in my humble opinion. It's not to say that she isn't, she might not possibly be a villainess in some aspect, but I think that she's not the mastermind here. And that's where I want to know as much as the Lokis do. Who's that guy or gal? We don't know. But this interesting backstory that she's actually connected to Sylvie, that she's the one that went and took her from her world. And that was the little girl from The Walking Dead, because I love that little actress. I was like, look at you getting word. I see you. Just as she is about to be sent before the judge, uh, Sylvie escapes using Ravana's tech. And she's been on the run since then. Presently, Ravona, is it Ravona or Ravana? I keep going back and forth. Enters the room where the timekeepers are, trepidatious but resolved. I think she's communicating with someone, 
but it's definitely not these three people mobius asks how it went but she states that she is to blame for authorizing one variant while sylvie almost succeeded in her plan it's very serious business keeping the sacred timeline from collapsing which i feel by the end of the season it will in some capacity probably get the multiverse since it is in the name of the next doctor strange movie i don't need to know everything to know some things if one plus two equals or wait fucking math anyhow (laughs) based on that information of the title of that movie because you know marvel's like here's the movie's coming i'm like ah there must be a multiverse mobius wants to use hunter c20 but she tells him she's dead as her brain was scrambled and deteriorated she asks mobius to keep it between them for morale this becomes a like is she really dead they really killed off my social <laughs> and it wasn't even an on-screen death on the dying planet loki apologizes while sylvie tells her story of being taken as a child then running all her life but whatever she went or wherever she went caused the nexus event as she shouldn't exist the tva have been chasing her her whole life until she realized she can hide an apocalypse and now the irony is she will die in one while i get all of this trust i do if she knows they are basically brainwashed variants like herself in the way she related to c or b15 why did she set up so many massacres those people are puppets i mean couldn't you i don't know incapacitate them and steal what you need now of course loki himself is a killer but he seems to feel some kind of regret she's more like yeah i don't give a fuck and i'm not saying this in any negativity against sylvie the character i'm more criticizing the construct of the world that's being built because i feel this trope of this you know this self-defense rule like that could have been something if it was self-defense like you're chasing me i need to run for my life i kill you in the heat of the yeah i get that truly i do especially since you were a child but as an adult learning all this new information why then did you decide to be a killer if you did not intend to simply burn them to the ground it sets your character up to be more vindictive than what you're trying to now betray or portray because i can't talk four episodes later you know what i mean it's kind of things like that that i think is a really bad storytelling device and then you cover it up with a sob story to try to get the audience to somehow ignore those previous actions and a younger crowd sure but i'm 30 fucking seven years old i'm i'm gonna look at your protagonist and i have to and that shit hangs on you and and again i may be that one person out there that is troubled by that but it still to me is is why i took points off of this episode it becomes even more so of a relevant point as you see hunter b15 anxious to find the variants so more of the people she cares about doesn't die inquiring about c20 now of course hunter b15 had other 
um had more agenda it would seem but i feel that not checking in with the time barrel tva last episode at all was a little bit of a jerk knee-jerk reaction to this episode of seeing hunter b15 having a side effect from being you know taken over by mine because at first i didn't know what the fuck i was like oh all of a sudden you're having memories i don't get it and until she said those words i was like oh that makes sense but because there's been a whole episode since then and we didn't even really have that as part of her like something was bothering her but clearly we're associating it with her people and she even says more people are getting massacred and this kind of leads to my next <laughs> inquiring mind of questions which is why did she choose c20 anyway was there no personal connection there that's fine i chose a random person but then you had her kill all of her teammates why couldn't she have done the enchantment on everyone she came across and turned more than the route that she took maybe she could have amassed a small army of tva agents that can overthrow the establishment i feel like this plan is not thought out and she says she's a serious person that has plans <laughs> so of course that invites one like myself to be like well your plan seems as if it didn't need to necessarily go the way it went and i need you to explain yourself and yet the show is not giving any of that explanation watching the planet die sylvie wonders what makes a loki a loki or wonder if what makes a loki a loki is the fact that they lose he says no girl the mantra is i get no but seriously we survive this scene was just so dark the whole change like it was much lighter last episode and i get that the planet was dying so they really needed to darken it even more so but man when i have to get up and adjust my settings i hate that personally and i thought a great deal of this episode was just so shadowy I did not hate that though as much as the swelling music and Loki literally catching feelings for his own ingenious counterpart. I, I will say, I guess we can address this right now. The the self-cess is what some called it online, which I thought was hilarious. It's wrong. I don't care. Like like I, I don't at this point, people are gonna ship who you ship. I'm not gonna shit on you for shipping it. If you like it, hey, have fun but look man remember game of thrones anybody remember that show biggest show on tv right does anybody talk about game of thrones anymore no do you know why because incest does not hold up to the testament of time like that was the biggest mistake that show ever made because the fans thought it was gonna be so cute and then they started doing fan service and then instead of going the route <laughs> that it should have that would have been a perfect arc for the mad queen going mad when she found out she fucking her nephew no we're gonna try to make this somehow romantic this is not it, it's just not a digestible bit of storytelling for me 
and, and to put it in perspective because a lot of people seem to be like and i know they could possibly throw this curveball where you're not really a loki whatever they want to toss in there at this point in time on july the 2nd of 2021 <laughs> these two are basically the same person from different time periods so no i would not walk up to myself on a different timeline and be like you know i'm really feeling a romantic connection towards you cosmic sure not a close connection absolutely a romantic one that's just why why are we going there and i know what probably will save this if they're even trying to save it i don't know i really don't the separation gave me some hope <laughs> but what could really salvage this is if sylvie's like are you out of your fucking mind we're the same person because <laughs> she's thinking rationally whereas loki gets feelings it doesn't even he just assumes or associates it with a romantic feeling i don't know but he has not clearly stated it's not romantic and that is troublesome for my viewing pleasure so it took a little bit from the scenes because i was cringy the two are saved from the apocalypse and i'm not sure why the tva wouldn't just let them die except that it created another time branch and they just wanted to know why i and they just needed to kill him before the like this felt very convoluted one of those things though it's like why if you're just trying to get rid of the lokis let them die if it creates a different time branch then we'll deal with the fucking time like we'll figure it out you can go back in time i'm guessing i don't know it's when i don't know and there's no follow-up i can only make suppositions in the meanwhile and most of it leads to well this just wasn't thought out so i needed to know why they just didn't let them die because that would have gotten rid of the problem and if it is important that they understand what causes the branches i need to know why that is is it because they just need to know in the future i don't know <laughs> mobius goes to ravana and wants to speak with sylvie ravana ravana god damn it but she forbids any contact with that variant and wants him to work his loki to figure out what caused the branch she is far more concerned with loki than she is with sylvie and I was like, oh God, is their love supposed to disrupt time or is it so unhealthy it broke it? I'm going with that one. <laughs> Hunter B-15 is guarding Sylvie with other guards while he passes by and he wonders who to, why two orphan demigods are so much trouble. But she points out he brought one of them to be as troublesome as he is. He does pass on Loki's suspicion about the fact that the TVA is lying to them loki admits to sif because he's been put in a prison after mobius tells him basically you know you are a terrible friend you're an asshole <laughs> and this constructed prison meant to break them down is sif who y'all may know from the first uh, thor movie if you watched it I'm not going to assume that everybody watched Thor. <laughs> I'm just going to think there's people out there like me that's trashing Hane for one thing. Sif continues to beat him in a time loop 
Um, I guess because he cut off her hair because he thought it was going to be funny. She tells him that he will always be alone. He admits that he is a narcissist but is afraid to be alone. And while that could be a true or is a true statement regarding some narcissists out there, it can also be incredibly dangerous. This idea of narcissism, if you're going to start really addressing it, I mean, let's just not pretend as if narcissists cannot. Actually, we've seen it from Loki himself. Manipulative, self-serving. They have a huge, you know, grandiose idea of themselves. You know, he's saying it very blasé-like, but more often than not, it's actually destructive. They hurt people, um, particularly due to their own insecurities. And those things are easily forgiven as someone who has been completely uh fucked over by narcissist people in my past so it's a little triggering (laughs) for him to say it so but you know once again that's how i interpreted or how it flowed through me at least i can say that loki seems to be honest about his flaws even if they do take a little bit like from the where he was especially that moment he hasn't even like he sees like that rail of film and he killed all you know what led to his mom's demise he didn't kill everybody but he killed people and just how he dies and everything i'm just not sure i'm seeing the character growth like they're telling me the character growth i'm not really organically watching him develop into something but they seem to be trying to push it there quicker than like it needs to be like some of this stuff he doesn't need to be admitting like yeah i don't want to be alone sure but i i don't know if he himself had gotten to the point where he would say that i don't know maybe that's just a, a disagreement on how i've been viewing the character up until this point i just don't feel like there's been a whole lot of time uh ironically <laughs> for some of these things to feel the way they want me to feel about them. Um, he does have Sylvie now, but I prefer this was a cosmic, as I've stated before, and not a romantic connection, and that he would feel a cosmic connection to all of his, you know, gods or goddesses of mischief, and it would be that narcissistic bond that would, <laughs> you know, hold the Lokis together. But it's not to say that all of the Lokis aren't incapable of finding some level of happiness that Loki, this one, has not. So, um, it's kind of, there's blanket statements and then there's specific things that kind of, they're they're exploring because they keep talking about what makes a Loki a Loki. And you don't even have Sylvie even addressing herself as a Loki. Like, no, I'm not. So, that in itself says that there's there's more to this one idea of a loki so that he's living by this i I don't know it's a lot to process i don't think i really had all of the hours to process it but I'm, i'm really curious to see what the end of this season going to be because i don't i'm still grasping at the the thesis statement i think i've mentioned that before where where does this track where does this fall where are we going what are we doing and why are we doing it we're getting a little bit of it but i feel as if it's 
not the the whole picture I quite would like to see. And maybe it comes at that last uh, epilogue, and then I guess I can judge at that point. I was so happy when Mobius dragged the fuck out of him and his feelings. <laughs> like, of course, that would break reality. It's breaking my reality. It is the most narcissistic thing ever. I mean, him loving himself, sure. But that, it should be romantic in any capacity, is just on a whole nother level. Loki tried to fall on his sword and say he was the mastermind behind everything. And he was the superior planner, but it's found out when Mobius says Sylvia's dead. Tears well up in his eyeballs and he's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Loki finally lets the you're all variants out the bag, but Mobius puts him back in his cage with Loki claiming he's lying to himself. I would say with how cagey you were at providing the information, (laughs) I would say Sylvie definitely is the superior one because she got her guard to crack just like that. You gonna give him just a little bit of the puzzle, but not the rest of it. And then (laughs) after going back and forth, you decide okay let me just tell you the exact truth instead of just going with that instead you want to play tete a tete i find it rather convenient i had stated in my notes before i realized that b15 just happens to have a crisis at this moment of identity i still feel a little bit that way even knowing what i know she demands to talk with sylvia i have an issue with this because if she won't let anyone talk to sylvie why then would those two guards let b15 into the room even if she insisted like that did not like the level of protocols here and then some people seem to know about being variants because there's guards around ravana and they're hearing everything saying and not going you know i don't trust them i guess they could be told they're lying but it's these rabbit holes that really are bothersome to me i'm sure (laughs) There may be people like, I wouldn't even look into that, but I do. I I see those things that are maybe considered a little nitpicky, but she goes in and she says, come with me. She opens a portal. Ravana meets with Mobius who closes his file. However, he has questions about C20 and why he couldn't talk to the variant. She wants to go back to the friendship, but he needs to know she admits she is trying to protect him and i think she was being honest in this moment i believe that whatever is going on she didn't want him to be aware of it because i feel as if you're aware you're pruned and whatever the conspiracy is they're willing to get rid of whoever might possibly be compromised and i i do feel as if she genuinely cared about him and when she said the less you know the better anytime people tell you that it's like yeah i there are things that you probably yeah are suspecting right now but leave it alone she values the friendship and it's uncommon she says but he knows the speech was a little too clean so he switches her device not sure why he thought she wouldn't notice that right away but maybe again he was going to use their friendship uh, to level up or try to get some information Mobius definitely had a soft spot for her and I think that uh (laughs) what happened next after these sweet scenes between them is probably the most devastating thing 
since the season has occurred however she knows her analyst too well when he declines that uh second drink and watches as he leaves for the public execution of the variants i got my eyes on you hunter b15 takes sylvie to rock's car in the rain to follow up on the memory she saw when she possessed her after they do a mind meld she took her to an apocalypse so now that sylvie is hiding out in apocalypse and now people know that that's a place that can be undetected i wonder if that's going to be a continuing theme into the second season has the show been renewed for a second i'm pretty sure it probably has been um she shows her her previous life and she realizes that she was happy and wonders now what sylvie really is superior as i stated earlier i'm not sure why this wasn't her plan once again versus killing folks mobius finds the proof he needs that ravana was lying to him as he watches the debrief footage of c20 confirming what loki stated he goes to loki and thinks that their connection the connection between him and sylvie could take this place down and i was like oh my god this is gonna be about them finding each other and i'm gonna barf (laughs) or just make almost no commentary about it mobius proves to be a friend by saying he can be good you can define your future in case someone ever told you that before and they agreeing to team up Uh, you know the friendship thing that was another big thing that was like ah would you really define your friend as someone you met two minutes ago i would not i would not so this instant what do you want to call acquaintance sure but that's what it was really sure people can just decide to be friends but yeah (laughs) they are met by agents and ravana who immediately knew what was happening and mobius after the initial lie knows as well what's gonna happen so he finally answers her question of wherever you want to go in the world where would it be he states he wants to go to somewhere where he is from would be a great start (laughs) and maybe it will involve a jet ski she orders him pruned that hurt me that hurt loki even though loki for the most part has been a shitty friend like y'all stuff has been more betrayal and antagonistic conversations than it has been genuine (laughs) care and emotion that's just how i've witnessed events through my very unbiased lens and thus um I think it's the biggest flaw in the she's the ultimate villain category because she wouldn't care so much if you know she goes meet me by the elevator so clearly she took a moment to mourn that mobius had to be pruned she goes to get sylvie and knows b15 has also been compromised and is now missing ravana escorts the reunited variants to stand before the timekeepers I don't know why I like the scene in the elevator so much, only because these are three people we've not really seen in a room with each other before. So it's a different chemistry altogether. And of course, what just happened, you know, you got Loki thinking, you just pruned my friend. 
uh, Loki knows that clearly that was your friend too. Then you got Sylvie who's got this long history like, do you remember me? I do. Uh, what was my Nexus event? And she says, I don't remember, but she said it with a smirk. I feel like there's more history between them two than she, like there's more feeling between them two than there is with the, <laughs> the other Loki variant. He seems to be along for the ride, which is hilarious considering how narcissistic he is. They get to the timekeepers. They look very fake. I thought this was all stupid too. Why would the timekeepers be like, yeah, I want to see you pruned. And there's two people, one of them with a fucking gun. I didn't get this. I didn't get it at all. But if they're really all that powerful, why would they even need guards? That was my question. A fight does ensue because... Sylvie tries to get closer to them, but Ravana is able to keep her in place using the time thing around her neck. And then all of a sudden, V15 just shows up. And I'm like, really? Do y'all A, have no security cameras? B, why would you have an elevator in which anyone can press a button and go see the timekeepers? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. No one had the authorization. Like, I feel as if Ravana had to put in a code, or there should have been a moment maybe if all of that led to that i wouldn't have been so like really this is one of those things it's like let's just make it easy just to make it easy and because it's on disney kids won't ask too many questions (laughs) but once again as an adult i'm like well that really doesn't like if this really is your most kept secret and you're trying to keep it around all these people, there should be no reason why B-15 should be should have been able to get down that damn elevator. She shouldn't have been missing in the building and no one saw her get to said elevator. I mean, homegirl, Sylvie and Loki both together couldn't even get to that damn elevator, but she all of a sudden, after, like, if they didn't even put it out that she needed to be caught and she was compromised, That would be a different thing. But no, they decided to put that out there. So that really just took a lot out of the initial part of the scene. And then she goes down in like two seconds. Um, The Lokis do get the upper hand. And they find out that the TVA and the Timekeepers are all false dead ends. Because the Timekeeper is a robot. (laughs) And they seem to be laughing at them though. Like, if you're someone who is a prankster and someone keeps playing pranks on you, I'll be pissed off too. <laughs> but this is way bigger than them and they're just det- determined to spit. And I'm I'm with that. I'm not saying I'm not. But they are kind of like blunt instruments. And I think that Ravana is probably... <laughs> I just have a feeling maybe she's just really bad because I know her comic arc Again, I haven't spoiled it because we know that they do different things. And I don't feel as if, like, if they were not, if they were playing Ravana a different way in this episode, I would have said, yeah, she's definitely on her villain arc. But because they gave so much emotion and wanted us to see her being emotional and the way in which she even had the leniency of even authorizing Loki to be around in the first place. It feels as if she's not as invested as maybe the people she's answering to, to keeping things as kosher. Like, there's something else going on. I literally lost all respect for this episode and a little bit for the series with this whole almost love confession. 
So when Ravana pruned Loki, I have never applauded more. So when Sylvie takes her hostage instead of killing her, I was glad she lived another day. And she seemed to be anxious to be murdered. She was like, do it, you know? (laughs) And it wasn't like, do it, Mm, I'm strong. It was more like, do it, please end this suffering of mine. And I think that's where we're going to see the character of Ravana become more of a character. And I will say I've been missing my uh, melanin representation, even though I'm getting a lot of it out of Hunter B-15. I was really shitty that it didn't show what she saw uh, when she was happy. And I feel that they really have only made her one note, and now she's becoming more of a developed character so i'm glad to see i can watch the sylvie ravana hunter b15 squad all day long um (laughs) i I hate to say it but loki's kind of being showed up in this season as far as who's the most interesting character the fact that we have a loki that makes the the show what it is we don't need it to be that loki it could be just Loki and and then at the end of the credit scenes we see that when you're prune you don't necessarily die he ends up somewhere else so I think that is a very interesting information to know going forward that these people might actually just be somewhere else in the timeline so now I wonder where Mobius is that he's not dead there was C20 she was told to be dead So we might see these people once again. I definitely feel as if we should see Mobius once again and he could just be obliviously happy. I wonder if they are just restored somewhere in there. Because if there's a multiverse out there, you know, I would not want to, of course, have my autonomy taken away. But there is some comfort in knowing that he could be somewhere else. It just won't be the person that we knew. But the person that he was working for the TVA wasn't even the person he really was. So should we kind of be happy that he's <laughs> in a way because at least he's no longer living this lie. And I think that goes into Ravana being like, yeah, just do it. And that look that she gave because I have a feeling that it is it's way bigger now, how they're going to get the fuck out of this, I don't know. We have B-15 there, but they're all technically wanted. And I guess they can just go to some distant place, Lord knows. But, um, yeah, that's how we ended our episode. Well, technically the, the post credit scenes, because, you know, Marvel got to do it. But Loki is with a whole bunch of other Lokis, and he's told to come with them if he wants to live. And this is some part of the Avengers that I don't recognize at all so there's that (laughs) when they make those Avenger references I'm like "Eh, it might stick to me it might not we do have feedback on this episode so let's hear what Mimi has to say What up, Christina? It's Mimi. This is my feedback for Loki season one, episode four. 
Uh, sorry, I'm in the car. I literally just finished watching it, but I wanted to send this now because I know uh, it's possible that when I'm um, done at the movies, you will have already posted it. I don't know um, what time you plan on doing it, but I know since I'm two hours um, behind you, I never, I never want to risk uh, missing it because I, I just watched it specifically because I'm, fo I'm following the calendar. I'm trying to get my life together um, before all these work shifts that I have extra picked up have, um, kick in, so that I can, you know, at least get caught up on, you know, this week and next. So anyway, I am on my way to the movie theater right now to see a movie called Zola. Now I don't know if you know anything about this movie, but the, it it started as a tweet like it went it went viral um it's just a story about a stripper and this broth that she met apparently travel stripping stripping is a thing where you you know like i guess floor i think they went to florida has like you know in the summer i think they like it's like a thing where like strippers from all around the world come and they apparently make a lot of money so um I remember seeing the tweet the first time on uh, Tumblr back when I was on it all the time. And I was like, oh, my God, is this what Twitter like? I I need to, like, look this stuff up. So, anyway, they turn it into a movie. And it has um, one a black girl. I, I really only know her as uh, someone. The guy who plays uh, Avery from... I don't think you, I don't think you watch Grey's Anatomy, but his girlfriend, her name's Taylor something or the other, but she's very pretty, and she's in the movie, and I remember when I first saw the preview, I was like, yeah, I'm watching this movie, so I'm pretty excited about it, and um, honestly, it's something to look forward to, because I really don't get to do much, not that I couldn't, I'm just a homebody, and if I was in California, I think I'd be more motivated to like do shit because I've like seen things on TV and I know the type of like, you know, that beaches and it's warm all the time. Like Seattle's, uh, well, I'm not in Seattle. I'm headed towards Seattle, but in Washington, it's always cold. It's rainy, cloudy. Apparently there's like times during the year where the sun, you don't see it for weeks at a time. Like that's, pretty depressing <laughs> so I am just trying to make it through these last two weeks um not saying that it's been miserable I mean the stuff I have seen in Seattle have been nice but eh, I feel like it's overrated so I'll be happy to go back home um in the next two weeks but anyway back to Loki this was a really good episode I enjoyed it thoroughly um I liked every moment of it there was a lot of surprises like I I know like you say that you watch a lot of tv so you see a lot of these things coming but I, I need to know if you if you figured out that the time variants weren't even real I assume that they are what they weren't really where they where they say they were because it just seems like a security risk to just be three beings you know capable of being murdered so you you even if you um were protected by the the, the timekeepers like just what happened could happen especially when you risk bringing variants that have caused so much 
trouble into your you know chamber like I feel like I was like well that, that that can't be really them I will say another twist to me was the fact that these time variants were not human because humans are trash so I just figured we would be the ones that think that we have the right to, to dictate what should occur and what shouldn't because that's just something humans do because we suck um, but I, I guess it was a nice surprise that it wasn't us <laughs> that it was three it looks like three different types of species that were not human um, so that was an interesting um, turn of events um, so what I did really enjoy was uh, like the way that they found Loki and Sylvie because I, I remember you saying that they're gonna get uh, in their last podcast that they're just gonna be um, you know captured by the, t- the time bureau or whatever the hell they call them I think time bureau is like the, the legends whatever um, but it turned out that I was like I don't know how that could happen when they don't even know where they are and they're on an apocalyptic world so they shouldn't be able to be seen but then when they held hands uh, there was a, a, t- a variant that was happening or time deviation I forget what they call it and I assume that was was because um, like they both had power and it was them about to somehow stop this planet from dying I didn't take it as romantic but I guess I could see some some people that want Loki to be in a relationship seeing that it's romantic I thought he like cared about her because he found out her story and deep down he's supposed to be a good person and he like felt some connection to her because they're kind of the same I thought maybe it was like a sister brother type thing but I mean I guess I don't know I don't see romance when I look at them so maybe I don't want to see it because I know damn well I be putting romance on shit that nobody else sees so it's possible I just it's just not a relationship I'm interested in so that's why I don't see it um what else um I feel like this is gonna be really loud because the bars for where my voice is are really really close together I'm sorry if this is loud but I'm trying to to have the microphone close to me so that it's not you don't hear all the background noise while I'm driving um the other thing that I I like like I (laughs) I think putting Loki in a time loop where he's getting slapped and kicked in the groin an infinite amount of times was fucking hilarious I'm not gonna lie I laughed when it first happened when I realized what was happening with him I was like damn they bogus (laughs) he's just gonna be getting kicked in the groin for all eternity poor guy (laughs) but then like it I, I figured they were gonna kill Sylvie and just keep Loki locked up for forever um and what is her name beef five two um, that was a, a exciting turn of events. I honestly thought that the way she was like asking questions about the the girl that the soldier that was captured and then ended up, you know, not being able to um, go back just in ranks because she knew. Um, I, I figured she was good, like they were friends or something like that, and that was going to be what driv- drove her to look. But then it just turned out, you know, she had a memory when Sylvie was in her mind, and it caused doubt. 
Um, I I don't know why they would lie about them being variants. Like I don't understand why they couldn't just tell them. You know, you know you you know you like make up a lie or something. Like yeah, you were human at some point, but that was like centuries ago, and now you know because you were such a good human on Earth or whatever planet they're from. Now, you know, we want you to help us. Like, you could have, they could have finagled something, but just to lie, though, like, that's pretty effed up. Um, but I'm glad um, it came out the way that it did, because I feel like, I, I didn't think that um, Owen Wilson's character was going to believe Loki. I just didn't. So, like, the way, um, whatever his boss's name is, the black woman, was acting was real suspicious. And it, honestly... I feel like, I mean, I don't know that she knew that they were aliens, I, or robots, the, the timekeepers, but she clearly knows more than she's letting on, and I wouldn't be surprised if she's, like, the important being to everything, um, but that ending where she, what do they call it, prune Owen Wilson's character, and then poor Loki, like, well, clearly that's not the end of Loki, because it's a show so I don't know how they're gonna fix this but it'll be interesting but I don't think believe for a second that he's dead like it's just there's no way um so I guess next episode we're gonna see what old girl knows and we're gonna figure out a way to bring Loki back and I'm assuming if they bring Loki back they'll probably bring back Owen Wilson's character I don't know but I do my theory of the whole thing is like I still believe that humans are behind it because we suck so i'm gonna stick with that um but i i'm hoping that we get some answers i don't know how many episodes this season's gonna be but i know um if, if we're at 10 then this is halfway but i think he said it's less than that um so we're gonna be episode five so we're 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 moving along and they're i feel like they're like the way they're moving we don't necessarily need 10 episodes so um, we'll just figure out how that goes um, later on. But I'm excited to see what happens. I really, really like this episode. I don't know if I'm forgetting anything, but I don't want to be just blabbering on. I always be giving antidotes um, and using up time. I don't mean to, but it just happens. And, you know, I'm like you. Whatever comes out of my mouth when I record is what's going to stay. I don't know how to edit. I'm sure there's a way to do it. I don't want to figure it out. And I don't like listening to myself, so I don't want to hear it. I usually just listen the one time on your podcast, and that'd be the end of it. Um, yeah, so um, just really quick, the last thing I want to just touch on, I just thought about was, I think the, I guess the way that they're going to defeat this, you know, timekeeper type situation, assuming that they're like real and they're not made up, like it's got to be someone somewhere pulling the tr strings. Um, I think what's going to happen is it's like the way Sylvia and uh, Loki touched Sylvie and Loki touched each other and they created that variant um, variance. I think that's the key. I think their magic together is going to be what fixes it. Um, but Sylvie's going to have to figure out a way to bring back Loki. We don't know what happens when these people are pruned. Like we see them like look like they disintegrate and evaporate but i mean we don't really like we're assuming they're dead but like in this it's an assumption 
we don't know. So I guess we will have to just find out next episode. So I'm going to end it here. Until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, Mimi out. That was Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. So she liked it with a lot less critique than I did. As to be expected. I I, I know me. I know the things that... (laughs) That may irritate or bother or be a critique for me may not be for other people and yes i did know the timekeepers aren't real i know so much more than you do in this particular case so i don't say much because i can't say much because a i'd be spoiling the story for you and there's probably a lot more people out there like you that don't know what exactly the next steps are so yeah i think that a lot of us are kind of catching up and that that could be on us too with the pace you know I always say i can't follow my own not, not follow my own um advice that you know when you're watching a show and you know it comes from a source material you can't guarantee the source material or bank on that being what's gonna unfold you know um with the so i can't answer any more questions about that <laughs> can't answer any questions about almost all the stuff you were like i'm wondering i'm like ah yeah you'll find out so yeah maybe they could turn into a brother and sister thing i did that's funny you're like the only person that didn't pick up on all the romantic vibes they were throwing and they were definitely throwing them out there um they even had an interview out where they talked about it we went back and forth for a little bit quote um like we do really like do we really want this guy to fall in love with another version of self waldron recounted but in a series that to me is ultimately about ultimately about self-love self-reflection and forgiving yourself it just felt right that that would be the first real love story (laughs) they are throwing some caveats out there definitely i i feel like they this is something they're pitching season one and maybe think about season two I've seen mostly the majority of people being like, ah, weird. Um, he also puts another quote in there to say, clearly there's something going on in Loki's mind as he looks at Sylvie in the final moments of this episode that feels like a new sort of emotion for him. Uh, Waldron wouldn't go so far as to spell out that Loki wants to become a full-on item with her, but he did suggest that whatever energy it is, it's something that the TVA thinks is behind. Which, that's fine. If it's a blossoming friendship, uh, an affinity, whatever the case may be. I'm not saying I don't like their friendship or their interactions. I just think that if you ever put them in a moment where they kiss, I'm just gonna be like, uh, stop it. (laughs) Stop trying to pull Game of Thrones back from the dead we just don't need it we don't it doesn't need to be you can build a a successful connection without it needing to turn romantic but if this is the first time like i feel something other than selfishness that loki is feeling and he thinks later down the line okay that wasn't genuine love sure They, they have places to go with it they didn't put any definite things but they definitely were fucking with the audience and i just you know i get what he's saying i respect what waldron is saying about that being the goal about self-reflection like i I get it as long as you keep it in its lane now if you go further with it that's where i'm like okay i'm not sure if i could be down with that but you know if it's just to to 
toss that out there and it's a growing thing and like i said i don't like but there were like it was it was not one-sided it definitely felt two-sided by the end of it but she might feel like oh yeah you're like a brother to me <laughs> like that's gonna be the best part when sylvie turns and be like yeah well um no <laughs> and that's what i would expect okay because men think with their dick but women are like no my head says this is weird so um unless you're just wanting to be romantic and and i get it it's fantasy not really trying to shit on people who want it romantically it's just not my cup of tea so what else i don't know nothing about no zola and i will say owen wilson is definitely i think he's gone i think this was always gonna happen because he's just too big he's too um not too even too big of a star he's too reluctant of a star he he picks his projects very carefully and he makes a very small commitments i can't see him making a multiple arc commitment to this this type of series it's only six episodes so we only got two more to go um and then lastly yeah i think that letting people have any inclination that they were once human i mean it's almost like the host in westworld you know eventually when you are a host and you're like you have your mind wiped and then you don't want to tell them you've been a host because then you've been chasing other your own kind all you're doing is asking for those people to rise up and rebel against you and that's all of my thoughts on your feedback uh, i do enjoy that you are loving the show and are able to take from it you know different things that i don't seeing as i know some things from the comics if you want to join in the conversation blackgirlcouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share subscribe if you have time run over to itunes rate the podcast leave a review until next time peace hair grease and black girl magic